Live from New York City, it is Get Cynical. <laughs> <laughs> I am currently in Esther's apartment right now, and for this special occasion, we are doing our first in-person episode of Get Cynical. Very exciting. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, and we chose an absolute nothing for this. <laughs> <laughs> we chose an absolutely just... You know, the most 5 out of 10 fucking YouTuber we've had to talk about all season. Yeah. And it is Freddie Wong. This one, I don't know if many people know this guy, um, but I, I wanted to talk about him because it provides a little bit of contrast for the rest of the season. So, Freddie Wong is a YouTuber who did, uh, he, unlike all these other guys, he went to film school and then he started a fucking production company called Rocket Jump. And then with this production company, he made a bunch of shorts that he uploaded to his YouTube channel. And, you know, a lot of them have like, you know, YouTube guys in them, blah, blah, blah. And they, you know, they eventually moved on to crowdfunding like a series, which we're going to talk about called Video Game High School. And now they're going to make a movie. And the the reason why I wanted to talk about this, because as you might have gathered, um... All of these things have very good production values on them, and uh, it provides a really sharp contrast for literally everything else we've had to talk about on this fucking show. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's it's there's something wrong about doing a get cynical episode about something that looks like a real like movie or TV show. Everything mm -hmm. was just so fucking amateurish that we usually talk about, or like amateurish at best, or just bad, like. You know, this is not like the fucking Sundance movie we talked about with Tobuscus, which yeah. is just, like, badly made and not really ambitious. Like, this is the only thing we've watched that, like, matches actual am filmmaking ambition with actual filmmaking talent. It, yeah. It's not great by any means, but it's weird how, like, the degree to which it is actually well made. Yeah, no, Um. so Freddie, Freddie Wong uh, graduated from USC, which is like the, the cool version of NYU. Like people who go to NYU are like, oh gosh, my, my archives, my, oh no. <laughs> and then... Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I, <laughs> and it, it was like, oh no, I have so much anxiety about the archive. And then uh, USC people are just like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to start a production company by myself yeah <laughs> and um yeah that's uh he's he's got essential la guy excellence and uh he made a bunch of shorts and i regret to inform you so esther and i watched these together so we couldn't like kind of pretend to be more like fucking grouchy about this is like about half the shorts like some of them just sucked like we watched the one called uh the floor is lava and it was it has 150 million views yeah it is interminable. <laughs> it sucks so bad. It's funny because, like, normally, it's it's the normal trajectory of these guys that, like, they all start out with shorter videos in, like, the early 2010s. And then when you get to their more recent stuff, they make, like, fucking 25-minute vlogs. Like with Tavuskis, where he's, like, yeah. now he just does, like, half-hour vlogs of him sitting in his car. Um, <laughs> yeah. But with this guy, it's funny because his, like, he has the same trajectory but his original videos were all like 45 seconds long yeah <laughs> like we watched the one that was just um one of the best ones we watched that was just like genuinely amusing was called huge guns and it's a smosh crossover which it it hurts to say that it was good yeah it's fucked up but it's like it's just freddie wong and the smosh guys and they have these like big after effects like comically huge guns that they're shooting and, yeah and there's just a soundtrack of a guy saying huge guns <laughs> yeah it's, <laughs> it's like it's pretty funny it's, it's short well what's also fucked up about it is that like they understand like the principles of editing like there's a part <laughs> where like they do a spit take and then they like show all three of them individually doing the spit take and then they do it from the back and from the front so like they stitch it all together in like a way that's like actually coherent which is so fucking bizarre to see for youtube shit yeah and especially like back in like 2012 like you these look like the videos that a lot of the guys you watched like after they had advanced and like hired actual crew and like what got to like 2018 they yeah. got to videos that look like this but these videos are like 10 years old well, in some cases like the fine brothers they didn't even get to that part yeah. like they, they just made, made shit that still just looks off even when they had like actual crews and yeah. cult money and their fucking dad financing them. <laughs> um but no they these look like really impressive and i i remember I just remember the reason why I wanted to talk about Freddie Wong too is because when I was in like a film and video editing class in high school, 
um, they had like all of these. Uh, we were supposed to like show videos that we thought had like good editing and stuff. And, you know, we all just brought in like either music videos or just some bullshit on YouTube, but someone brought in a rocket jump video. And I remember everyone in the class was like, whoa, (laughs) whoa. And then the teacher was like, oh yeah, they just had like an actual crew, but we were all just like, how did they do this? (laughs) They must've been wizards. Yeah. It's, 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 it's stupid. And like it's easy to see why they were popular. Like I'm, I'm surprised they weren't more popular than a lot of these guys. Honestly, yeah. like fucking you know Smosh. Their videos are terrible. Yeah, Ray William Johnson. His videos suck ass. They're they, just all bad. Were they too good? Is the thing they like, might have been honestly too good. Yeah, like because I was talking to Esther, I was like, this guy's kind of a fucking genius because like you know it's 2011. You have a USC film degree and you're like a good filmmaker. Like. The smartest move you could do money-wise is just to get in on YouTube and just be, like, the first guy to do this, like, okay. (laughs) But they might have just been too fucking good. Yeah. You know, history... It's weird that history will remember, like, that the one that Roger Ebert said was good was, of course, the Nostalgia Critic. (laughs) That was the one that he latched onto and that, like, film criticism (laughs) latched onto. But it's like, no, obviously, these are much better made. It's just that they're, like not they're not like substantive obviously yeah. but they shouldn't be it's fucking youtube like it should just be like a 60 second video about what if a cat was in medal of honor yeah well you know what you know what i think might have been the reason why he's not remembered too freddie wong doesn't really like try and make himself like a personality like he's yeah. in them he's in them he like acts in them but he's not like you know he's not like mugging at the screen like all the other guys we've talked about are he's not like trying to be like you know a personality he's just like I am a filmmaker. I'll act in these and have fun, but like I'm, I'm just doing this like as like this is my job basically. Yeah, and there's a stable of actors too, like uh, in all the that they're shared across all of them. So it's like it's much more of an ensemble. Obviously, yeah. he's like the creative mind behind it. But yeah, that is like it's unusual. Like usually, these guys who are really ambitious are like really like bloodthirsty, and they're so desperate to be, uh, you know, famous on their own. But it's no, he seemed like he was really just happy like running this sort of like small coterie of 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 la nerds basically yeah no it's it's a much more like humble operation and which is again it's it is remarkable how much better made these are especially when there's like real money involved like okay so there's you know the 2011 ones that are just like big gun and then there was one sponsored by the Hitman video games that we watched. <laughs> yeah. And they have, like, actual sets, and they have, like, weird, like, slow motion shootouts and, like, real blood squibs. It's, like... It's... The Hitman one is great, because if so people might know about me that I love the Hitman games. That's why I chose it. Yeah. And it's funny, because, like, I when when you sent me that link and I hadn't watched anything yet, I was like, oh, fuck, one of these fucking assholes we have to watch made a hit video about Hitman. But first of all, the video is just called Hitman, which is very funny. Yeah. But also, it's just like there's not a joke really. Like the joke is Agent Forty Seven is the tar has the target of like a porno director. Yeah. So he like and it's, it just plays out like this is what a Hitman level is. Like he yeah. gets a sound guy disguise and he follows a director to an isolated room and he gets the, like the fiber gives the fiber wire kill. It's just a Hitman level and there's not a gag and it's just sponsored by Hitman Absolution. It's yeah. like it's so funny. It's like that you didn't make a like a, a parody. You just did like we're just going to do a little short about Agent 47. Yeah, no, all these other guys would have been like, "Oh, what if uh Agent 47 uh met a lolcat or something?" It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, "No, we're just going to do a Hitman level. We're just yeah. going to make a short film called Hitman." <laughs> <laughs> the uh one that uh, pissed me off because it was actually really fucking funny is there was we were looking through the channel and there was one where they got fucking key and peel <laughs> and this yeah. was you know pr- obviously pre get out if it was post get out that would be insanely impressive yeah but <laughs> no it's 2013 and they have key and peel and i guess they just did like a key and peel sketch like i don't know how he got them or anything but like it's literally just Freddie Wong's ability to use After Effects really well, and then they hired Key and Peele, and they wrote like a really good Key and Peele sketch. So it's about like a Mexican standoff that just kind of escalates, and it it's like it actually like we were like, I think we could tell the two of us when we were watching it, we were like trying not to laugh for like a minute. <laughs> yeah, we were like, no, we're not gonna do it, and then like eventually at some point just gave up and started fucking cracking up at it because it is pretty yeah. funny. It's really funny. It would be like if it was on their show, it would be like, oh, that was a really good Key and Peele sketch, and Freddie yeah. Wong is there too. Yeah, no, it's it's insane. <laughs> it's it's I don't know. It's again, I think like YouTube, it would be 
better if it was more guys like this than like the other fucking assholes we had to talk about it it wouldn't be youtube since the whole point of like this youtube culture is that it's just like i mean now it's gone corporate but at the time it was supposed to be just like dipshits with the camera just like hitting each other yeah. but uh, it, 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 it it is like it's weird because it's like i want to say youtube would be better if it had like actually talented guys doing this stuff but at the same time like it's a sign of things to come because now everyone on YouTube like is like part of some fucking LA pedophile production company or something. Yeah, it is. It it, it would have been a very different history if it was guys like this. We would have probably gotten to now quicker in a lot of ways because the whole point of the season is that all the guys, the fucking Smosh and Bray William Johnson, like their time just like expired because yeah. it's guys like this who accept more psychotic and yeah. evil. More who, psychotic, more evil, and they have more money. Yeah, exactly. Who And that, now they run the website. Um, but it's like... If if only like that movement had been led by a good-hearted man like Franny Wong. <laughs> yeah, and we are going to talk a lot of shit about the uh, the TV series he made, but uh, I just need to put like the clarification down that in terms of the stuff we had to watch this season, this in terms of anything we've had to watch on Get Cynical, this is like probably like the top three least offensive. Yeah. Like, I, I know it gave Esther a mental breakdown, but I think that's just because you had, like, the vapors or something while yeah. you were watching it. You had one of your many illnesses. Yeah, I was, I had, you know, the combination food poisoning and heart attack. Um, but <laughs> and no. more gelins. <laughs> more gelins and asbestos. Yeah. Um, Chronic Lyme. <laughs> long COVID. I had long COVID. I had short COVID. Mm. Um, but no, it's, yeah, it, it, Video Game High School did give me, like, I got a little bit in, through episode five, and I was just, like, something about it was just so empty to me. I was just like, I don't want to fucking do this season anymore. <laughs> like, this, I, I don't want to watch this shit anymore. Yeah. But, like, I, you know, when I went back to episode five, and I did episode eight today yeah. as well. Um, no, like, it's it's fine. It's Yeah, it's, like, the most, it's, it's probably the... I don't want. I refuse to use the term "best," but it is the most harmless thing we've ever talked about. Easily, except for maybe Riley Rewind, which was just kind of charming for how like out of place everything was. Even Riley Rewind was like more edgy than this because yeah. they occasionally swore on Riley Rewind. Yeah, and they had like a sassy black guy too. There's yeah. no ethnic stereotypes yeah, in no. this. None whatsoever. Are there any like like? I guess aside from like they have like an Asian sidekick, but it's almost like it's a very pasty video game high school. It really is, yeah. Yeah. So the name of the series is Video Game High School, and uh, the way I described it to Esther is that it's the Thinking Man's Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah. No. I. Because I, I have like I, I have heard of this show like just on the internet. I've seen references to it, and all this time I thought it was like. I thought it was about, like, video game characters going to high school. <laughs> like, I thought it was about, like, Pac-Man has to ask Samus to the prom. <laughs> um, that would have been so much gayer. That would have sucked. But that's what I That's what I thought it was. But no, instead it's about... I would have killed myself <laughs> if it was that. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Ready Player One or, like, Ender's Game. It's like, you know... Uh, video. There's a high school where you have to, where you learn to play video games and be, like, really good at it. And it's, like, instead of sports, it's video games. Yeah. Um... Which is, like, yeah, less lame than the version that I thought, for sure, but not a high bar to clear. Yeah, so this does follow the formula of the season, which it is just, like, a coming-of-age movie, like, you know, just very generic. It's, it is not about a 30-year-old man-child, thankfully, like, yeah. thank the fucking lord, it is about an actual fucking teenager, <laughs> but it's, it is, <laughs> otherwise, it's, like, very similar to other stuff we've talked about this season in terms of it. The only difference is, is that... Freddie Wong is like a Roger Corman level talent of saving money <laughs> since, okay, this is a two and a half hour long web series mm -hmm. broken up into nine episodes and it has very good production values. Parts of it look like an actual movie. Like I just wanted to inflict some psychic terror on Esther when she was in the emergency room and like I just, there's a scene that's like set at a party and they've got, like, the kind of pastel blue and pink lighting in it. And I'm just like, this looks like Miami Vice. <laughs> it looks like Miami Vice. And it kind of does, but I just wanted to upset her. But yeah. it does. I had an IV in my arm at the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, you motherfucker. <laughs> but no, it literally, do it literally does, like... There are parts of this where they do, like, the, the fucking, like, Instagram filter bisexual lighting, and it looks better than, like, most A24 movies when they do it. It honestly does. The, the episode, the fucking Casablanca riff. Yeah. Episode 8, which is, by the way, fucking weird. So, yeah, we'll get to that, but it, but look, it looks good. It looks really good. And they have the costumes and everything, too. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's so weird that, like, they put 
effort into this. Yeah. Like the again, it's like the degree to which the ambition is matched with actual talent and resources. It's like just the perfect confluence. Oh, also the so the reason why I said that is because this whole thing cost two hundred and forty thousand dollars to make. <laughs> that is fucking insane. Yeah. I mean, that's how much they crowdfunded, so maybe they had some extra, but this like looks like it would have cost like two million or something, or like not yeah. maybe like one million, maybe it 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 like given all. Of, I mean, there's obviously like no big names that they had to hire, but given all of the fucking like talent, like well, given all the fucking like special effects involved and sets, like they have like actual just gun battles in this too, yeah. and all the costumes that they had to get and stuff. Like you know, making movies like this, like even if it is like kind of like a scrappy production with no movie stars, it costs a fuckload of money to do all of this stuff. Yeah, and I have no idea how like they did this for such a low budget. Since the Linkara movie we talked about, I think had like the same budget. <laughs> that's that's stupid. It's so funny. It's crazy. Where did that fucking money go? Since that one like that one they don't even know like what shot reverse shot is yeah and then this one there's like they have like action scenes that look like five percent better than the ones in tenet in this <laughs> yeah they shot they fucking shot the linkara movie like 80 percent just in his living room yeah which is like you know that's what a lot of youtube shit is and it's fine but it's funny they're like no there's like sets in this like went into the fucking desert and like built some fake video game ru- like yeah. shooter ruins to shoot around no a hundred percent um so we've we have been very positive so far about the effort involved and the production level involved, which you know it's obviously the baseline competence, but we have to we have to give props where due on get cynical since most of what we talk about is just like MK Ultra triggers that got <laughs> loose. <laughs> but uh, what I don't have as many good things to say about is the the writing of this show is um, tough. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's tough in a funny way since, like, rather than just, like, you know, like, just, like, absolute, like, just patently insincere bullshit or just incomprehensible stuff like the Fine Brothers, it's just, like, everyone talks with, in, like, like, lead speak almost. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> I forget, like, um, uh, you are, what is, I think, like, in the first episode, it's like, what is this FPS Twitcher strategenius thing? <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 always weird when you see something like this that is like it's clearly trying to appeal to like, you know, a particular kind of gamer crowd, but like nobody talks. None of those people even talk like they do in this series. Yeah, no, g- gamers like people who played like fucking like Call of Duty all the time didn't say like, dude, you got some leap ponage there. No, they, that's shit for like autistic nerdy kids who are into memes. Exactly. Like, that's what yeah. they, like kids who are like playing fucking Pokemon would probably say, oh, that's totally leap or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. all the fucking Adderall addict kids in middle school who were playing racking up shit in Call of Duty did not talk like that. Yeah. That's also one of the weirder things about, like, just the, the premise of the series. Because it's all based on, like, just a Call of Duty-style shooter that's called Field of Fire, I think. <laughs> which, which is a pretty, like, that's yeah. A, that's an F-Zero track. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like, it, it's, it's weird that, like, I guess maybe in the mid-2000s that was more, like, that was the style of games people were into. But I feel like that was, like, the games that, like the jocks in my high school played. Yeah, no, like, 100%. And I did too, but, like, I played Modern Warfare. But, like, it was not, like, the the really, the nerdy kids were playing fucking, like, you know, visual novels and shit. Yeah. Like, and, and Pokemon. They yeah. should have been doing, like, they should have done this, but for, like, a gotcha game. So <laughs> <laughs> just a game that's just made to, like, siphon money off of Japanese businessmen. They should have just done that at video game high school. <laughs> Uh, they're all just fucking playing like i don't know some like pinballer bullshit and just like dumping hundreds of dollars into it (laughs) just so they can get like an anime girl (laughs) yeah it's 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 weird like it is really kind of a time capsule of like i feel like nobody like gives a shit about this kind of video game anymore obviously they still sell like a trillion dollars oh yeah because well i mean there's like still jocks fucking playing them they just don't have like you know they don't have, like, the cultural cash they used to anymore. It's, like, the same thing with, like, the Assassin's Creed games. Like, everyone you know that's, like, seems like ha- has had, like, a little bit too much fluoride throughout their entire life is, like, really into those games. Yeah, but, like, me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck, are you, you still play Assassin's Creed? I've played uh, all of the ones since Origins. Like, they haven't been that's good tough. since Origins. Origins is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I respect it. That I respect that you're like, yeah, I'm gonna still keep eating that garbage. Yeah. <laughs> that's... Having to fucking play, like, Assassin's Creed, like, Divinity or whatever. <laughs> that would probably be the next one. Yeah, where you're, like, I don't know, and, like, 
on some bullshit period in history, like during the fucking like Black Plague or whatever, <laughs> and you're just hopping around fucking checkpoints. That's yeah. They should make a they should make a Black Plague Assassin's Creed where it's just like all you can do is like roll around in mud. <laughs> yeah, like even I don't fucking play the new Pokemon games. Like I'm I'm you know I fucking dipped out of that after fucking yeah. 2013. <laughs> but yeah, no, I respect the commitment to being fucking autistically fixated on stealth games i can't yeah i can't help it i have to play all of them i'm playing fucking horizon 2 right now like i just yeah. love bad open world games have you or okay bad open world games i was about to say i was if you play that indie game gunpoint since it's like a i remember that one being a really cool stealth i've game. heard of it yeah that one i really like but it, it's like it's like a puzzle game and not like one where you walk around like a field that was like significantly more damaging to the environment than Bitcoin to make (laughs) (laughs) software. God. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's, it's so fucking funny that the most recent Assassin's Creed game just is not about stealth anymore. Like explicitly like the main character's like, why the fuck are you like hiding in bushes? Like, (laughs) I just want to go kill people because it's a Viking game. So they're just like, I just want to like go like hit someone's head with a club. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyway. So, uh the it's it's basically so this kid um this kid who's like a really shitty video game player by sheer like luck he uh kills like the best video game player in the country basically because it, he was like showing the named the law he was showing off and uh what is it the kid killed him uh, suddenly so he gets invited to video game high school which is like you know it's like fucking some like it's like what if like a sports team like an esports team was a high school basically yeah and uh so it basically follows like your standard coming of age arc like he has to make friends there he has to make sure he's not get doesn't get kicked out he has to make sure that um what is what which by the way one of the big uh the way they raise the stakes in this is that if your score you have a score at video game high school and if your score drops below zero you get expelled yeah that's just how charter schools work. That's like, Cory Booker saw this and he was like, I have a new video for America. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It, it is, it, they, this, so there is a one part where, like, in the beginning, some, like, fucking jock kid is like, I challenge you to a match. And then, like, the he, there's an upset win. And the fucking jock kid just gets expelled. And then everyone's mad at, uh, I forget the names, the name of the kid. Brian. Brian D. Yeah. Everyone gets mad at Brian D for getting this kid expelled. And it's like, well, I mean, it's not really his fault. Yeah. Like, I mean, I thought, is that just how it works? I thought. Like, it's like getting mad at killing someone in a duel. Like, it's like, <laughs> you know, what, what do you think was going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so it follows that, it follows that arc. Uh, there's not a lot of surprises along the way. They're like the subplots. One of them is that the, uh, there is a kid there who wants to be like a, um, uh, like a rhythm games expert, but it, like, like fucking Troy and community, he turns out to be a savant at racing games and uh, <laughs> they he like has like a little bit of tension since his comically abusive dad wants him to be a rhythm gamer because like he wants him to be worse and not be successful and they just like see it freddie wong himself plays the abusive dad and like in every fucking scene he's just like berating his son and i just want there to be like some fucking just like random i just imagine this kid's fucking like moral oral home life where he's just getting beaten all the time with like a fucking guitar hero controller i'm seeing now by the way i'm gonna spoil the rest of this series but it says i'm on the wikipedia page about freddie wong's character first of all that he plays a fictionalized version of himself he's not playing a character but also that he dies in season three episode four after an accident while he was riding his motorbike without a helmet <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that his fucking, like, son would just kill him or something, since the whole time he's like, you suck, you're terrible, fuck you. <laughs> just, like, horrifically abusive to this kid. Yeah, it's 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 a weird, like, tonal issue. <laughs> There's also some, like, kind of licorice pizza-y tension with the main character. Yeah. Like, the main character has a crush on this girl who's, like, the head of the JV team, and she, like, I don't know, she looks like, uh... I don't know if anyone will get this reference, but she kind of looks like like the really shitty version of Kara Thrace from uh, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> like, she's got the fucking just, like, I, I'd like to speak to the manager haircut. But, she does, yeah. Like, it literally looks like from the famous image, like the, can I speak to your manager? Yeah. Like, it literally, she's got, like, the fucking, like, mix of, like, the bob and the fade right there. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird because, like, um, she's just supposed to be a sophomore and he's a freshman, but she does look about 15 years older than him. Yeah, she she looks like she's, like, like 
finishing up grad school and he looks like 12. <laughs> so they've just got this like kind of like very iffy licorice pizza thing going on between the two of them. It's funny though because when she at the in the first episode they set it up because there's another uh, girl who's like she's more like the Carrie from Mythbusters archetype she, that again, we keep what, encountering. What, like I didn't want to make the joke, but she literally like redhead and everything. Yeah, they we keep running into this every episode almost. She's like probably the most influential uh, sex symbol since Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> just probably. Like, let's just put our cards on the table here. Just She is like the biggest game changer since like people saw like Marilyn Monroe have a medium ass and just being like, fuck. <laughs> fuck, we need to go to war now. <laughs> we need to go invade Korea now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's weird because they set it up like you think it's the arc of the show is like, oh, he's going to, Brian is going to go after the hot girl, Jenny Matrix, which is her name, <laughs> by the way. Um, but actually, he's going to find out that the the nerdier girl, whose name is Key, uh, he, like he, that's the one who, who they were meant to be together. But that's not the case. Like, the, the nerdy girl just ends up with the Asian friend and Brian ends up with <laughs> Jenny Matrix. So it's like, it's funny. Like, it's a weird, like, subversion of how all of the shit we've watched this season always goes. Yeah. No. Uh, so about the actual high school itself, I kind of entertained myself, like, thinking about the actual, like, logistics of the school. Like, I was starting to think, like, I started pretending in my head that it's just, like, sort of, like, the high-tech version of a Waldorf school. Where they all just, like, <laughs> worship, like, the moon. And just, like, every kid that goes there gets narcissistic personality disorder. <laughs> It's just like instead of like teaching your kid how to play like the loot, they teach you how to play Call of Duty. <laughs> and um, the other thing about it is, is that like, you know, there's a scene in the episode, I think six or something, when the main villain is like the main villain is the older girl's boyfriend. And he's the, the law, the one that, you know, uh, Brian killed at the beginning. And like... It ha- like, he gets into, like, a fist fight with him. Like, normally they settle everything through gaming, but he just punches the shit out of him. And I like to imagine that's, like, the first time an actual fist fight happened at the school. <laughs> it's like, you can do this in real life? <laughs> because the alternative is, is that, like, this is, like, the most shot-up school in history. Because if that's not, if that's, like, if, the, if this is happening, like, it's just, like, they might as well just at orientation be, like, look to your left, look to your right. <laughs> One of these kids will be Eric Harris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is funny that like the. I mean, the only video game they ever seem to play is the is the Call of Duty one and Dance Dance Revolution and Dance Dance Revolution, which is called like DX. It's called like DMX or something. It's called DXM, <laughs> which is just like oh man, <laughs> you know what you were doing there. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I love playing a rhythm game called uh, LSD. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it, no, I mean, if it would have been funny if they had like you know they had like a, a walking simulator class or something that they wanted to go to for like the they just like credit. walk they walk into a class and there's just a bunch of girls with like dyed short hair and like septum piercings and it's like the fucking like gone home class <laughs> <laughs> they're they're playing like Dear Esther or something. <laughs> They should have to compete in Dear Esther. Yeah. You just see, like, two girls with just, like, like red and neon hair just, like, competitively fucking playing Everyone's Gone to the Rapture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They've had fucking, like, Zoe Quinn teaching that class yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, it's... Uh, what else happens in this? Okay, I want to single out praise for the guy who plays uh, the villain, the law, since this guy was not in anything else, but he's just having the fucking time of his life playing the most just repulsive shithead possible. <laughs> like, he's just, like, having so much... Like, there's this part where, like, the main character, like, get, like has the confronting the bully moment, and he's like, why are you doing this to me? I know you're... You, we both know you're better than me. You don't have to do this. And he's just like, because it's fun. And I like it. And he's just like, just fucking hamming it up so much. This kid, yeah. this guy, not even an actor, just having the fucking time of his life, just being able to play the like fucking shittiest person in the world. Yeah. No, he, it's fun. Like the none of the performances really are bad. Yeah, that's also fuck. There's no one. There's no like, like what the hell is going on type performance. It's like everyone's like perfectly solid. Like the main character went on to do a lot of like voice work for like Red Dead Redemption. So <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. No, it's yeah. It's it's unusual. Again, it's just unusual that like it's to watch something for the show where pretty much everything seems to be working. 
Yeah. Except for, like, the writing is bad, obviously, but, like, you can kind of accept that, I think. Not, I'm not gonna say this is a good show by any means, but there's a lot you can get past in the context of this season of Get Cynical. Yeah. Uh, some of my favorite choice lines in this, um, is, uh, uh, JK, I'm just rolling you, bro. That's one of the ones, um, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, when they, when Brian's getting expelled in episode, this is actually kind of funny in a different way than they intended. But in episode seven, like uh, the principal, fucking like you're expelled, and then um, what is it? Brian's like, are you joking? Like, is this a joke? And then the principal says, you hear any raffle copters, son? <laughs> <laughs> like that's yeah. not funny, except like if you like if they wrote that today, that would be like one of the best lines ever. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. What is it? I forget what else. Like, there, there's just so many fucking lines in this that are... There are some honestly fucking pretty uh, good bits, like, here and there. Like, uh, the uh, one of them is, you know, the dad, Freddie Wong's character, has his own rhythm game in episode 8. And it did crack me up since he's there. And then he says, like, winners don't do drugs, but you're a loser, so you should go do some drugs, loser. <laughs> <laughs> Which... <laughs> pretty good uh another one i think that it it, i don't know why it's stupid but it kind of got me like they were doing sort of like the fight club thing where he goes to class with this one teacher and the teacher has a bunch of rules up on the board and what is it it's uh he uh brian's late to the class and i'm like brian you broke rule number one and there's like i guess rule number one is be punctual is like no rule number one is learn the rest of the rules which you would know if you were on time (laughs) just there's just some like little clever things here and there that i could kind of enjoy they also like kind of go all out for one like i think it's in episode four they like try really hard on this one like kind of cross-cut action sequence where they have like they have like so you know how in to boldly flee we were bitching about how there's like a big sequence where there's like three action scenes happening at once and they have like a bonnie tyler song ripped off playing of course doug singing like holding out for a hero (laughs) (laughs) and um well this show basically does like the good version of that basically where they're all playing like one of them's playing ddr and then they're playing a racing game but like for some reason they actually like have like an actual car chase on like a an abandoned track somewhere and it's like pretty decently cut together because that's the thing about the show if you don't know is like they they do all and whenever they're playing a video game they'll have filmed it with the actual actors like when they do the shooter game, they do shots of the actors like in the military uniforms actually in the location. Yeah. So they did it for the racing scene. They actually just did a car chase. Yeah, which again is fucking insane on $200,000. You have to get like rent out two cars and probably take out insane insurance policies on them. Yeah. And then fucking race them around the fucking like desert somewhere in California. And again, it like it's better cut together than like Maybe, like, 40% of movies that get put out in theaters. <laughs> That's the thing. I think Freddie... If Freddie Wong was born in, like, 1970 or something, he could be, like, a really good, like, workman-like Hollywood guy that just oh, yeah. makes, like, really sturdy, like, 95-minute DTV blockbusters or something. Yeah. Like, he, he would be, like, a really good guy to make a movie called, like, A Vengeance or something. And it's it stars, like, fucking, I don't know, like, Liam Neeson or, yeah. like... So it stars Joel Kinnaman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, one one of those fucking, um, like, Charlie Hunnam or something. Yeah. Just in it. And he it would be, like... It would be like the most three and a half star movie you've ever gotten yeah. from Redbox. But there you know, but you know two people on Letterbox to give it five stars. Yeah, the Steven Soderbergh fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Wong could have been like the next, like the 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 cooler Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. If he he had gotten picked up by like an actual like filmmaker muse. Yeah. If, if Soderbergh had caught on to this, he'd be like, oh, shit. Like, Would, I want to go back in time and introduce, like, you know, Soderbergh in 2011 just burnt out from doing Shay and Moneyball. And instead of being like, yeah, I'm going to make, like, the scripts I found in the bottom of my desk and shoot them on an iPhone. I'm just going to show him rocket jump videos. And he's like, this is the future of yeah. filmmaking. <laughs> instead of doing, like, like fucking apps no one uses yeah. that get cut into an HBO show. Yeah. He's gonna do he's gonna do fucking like YouTube short films from now on. <laughs> it would be so sick if like Steven Soderbergh was like, you know, he'd spend the nineties making fucking like out of sight in the oceans movies, and he's just like Mario in real life. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what John John Carpenter actually would love these videos. Yeah, John Carpenter Gamer would fucking love these videos. If you showed these to John Carpenter, yeah. he would start making movies See, again. See, you have a guy who still loves Assassin's Creed, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just liking to imagine that, like, you show this to John Carpenter and it rekindles his passion for filmmaking, but then it's just, like, an unlicensed version of an Assassin's Creed movie. <laughs> He's gonna make he's gonna make the Bioshock movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um there's uh, some funny music music in this. They actually do like a pretty decent Bonnie Tyler fucking knockoff in the car chase scene, but there's a lot of like really shitty um emo like emo like po- like pop punk in this stuff. Like, yeah. you know how, um, you know how in the Shane Dawson episode, uh, they had that song, it's like, we have fun, <laughs> we have fun. God, no. Well, in this one, it's just like, instead of that, it's just like, yeah, yeah, you know, we're going to school now. Yeah, 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 gonna make some friends. <laughs> it's just that stupid bullshit, just a different time. It's like, instead of just like, like Apple commercial music, it's just like, like skateboard commercial music <laughs> instead <laughs> and fuck there's one part when they're playing um in the casablanca episode i think they're playing ddr and they license like i don't know if they like wrote this or they've licensed it but there's like a fucking k-pop song that plays in it and if they licensed it that's like half of their budget yeah like like I, I, when we did for good old-fashioned values we did napoleon dynamite and we were amazed to learn of that film's four hundred thousand dollar budget Half of it just went to getting the rights to a Jamiroquai song. So like, <laughs> so like, how the like did they write this on their own? Like, did they have like someone in house who could like write a K-pop song, or were they just like, nah, we're gonna we're just gonna spend like half of our already meager budget on getting some song called like Idol Love or whatever. That's how it is for this movie. I love Tarnation from the early 2000s, which is like a documentary that's almost entirely just like this guy's home movies, but it costs like $200,000, but it's the rights to songs from like Low and like Iron and Wine, yeah. which probably are not that expensive, but that's the only money he spent on the movie. Yeah. No. It, by the way, it's something you like, getting the rights to music, like I, I learned more about like the inside stuff with that like recently, and it's like, it's such a fucking racket how much that shit costs. Yeah. Like I'm... I'm glad musicians can, like, make money, but it's just, like, it's insane. Like, you know, some of, like, the really high-end people, like, fucking Paul Simon, will charge, like, $500,000 to get one of their songs in it. And it's, like, who can afford that aside from people making, like, Marvel movies, basically? Yeah. That's, it, it's, it's fucking insane. It's so stupid. It's, it's so goddamn stupid. Um, The only, the song, I feel like the only songs that should cost that much are, like, the ones that have been beaten into the ground. Like, Hallelujah should cost, like, a million (laughs) dollars to use. I think if you're going to use Gimme Shelter or All Along the Watchtower. It should just start at a base price, and the more times someone licenses it, the price just keeps going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, There was that one, I remember in 2017, they, like, seven movies had Annie's song by John Denver in it. <laughs> that's right. Well, it was, it was, um... The Kingsman movie had Annie's song right, in it. yeah. Or, um... Or was it, um... It was a bunch of movies. It was, like, fucking Kingsman. I think I, like, made a... Oh, I think Logan Lucky had it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. And they, what was the other John Denver song? There was a, there was a, um... I don't know. But no, yeah, it's, it's, it's... Music licensing sucks ass. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, so... Let's see. Other than that, uh, there's, like, this weird surreal sequence in the third episode when, like, he's getting intimidated by the law character, and he just, like, tur- it, it just fucking turns into Inland Empire for a couple minutes. <laughs> the only other thing of note that I wanted to bring up um, is, so, most of it's, like, all following this kind of, like, house style of, like, you know, it just looks like a teen movie with some action scenes in it. And then, you know, at the end of the second act, when he gets kicked out of the school for, like, you know, starting a fight... Episode 8, it begins, like, in media rest, basically, with fucking, um, uh, what is it? It's, like, at a, like, a fucking, like, it's a Casablanca parody. Yeah. And they just maintain it through the entire episode and never really kind of remark on it. It's honestly a pretty good joke because it's implied that in the 24 hours since getting kicked out of the school, he opened a bar and turned it yeah. into, like, a speakeasy with for video games. See, he, he invented licorice pizza as well. He's just yeah. the same character. 
Yeah, no, he just opened it the same. And also, he's very ahead of his time because that's just every bar in L.A. now. <laughs> every bar in L.A. is just like, yeah, this is a 1920s themed bar that uh, you can play Mario in. <laughs> and every drink costs $14. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a fucking um, fake ice cream place like 30 blocks south of us that's a speakeasy. They just don't like you can't get ice cream there. It's, it sucks so fucking much. It makes me mad every time. The, okay, I see it. this is this is completely off topic, but the, I was in L.A. once, and my uh, my friends wanted to go to this fucking speakeasy, or like they said it was just like um, they said it was just a bar, and so it's you know it's L.A. in the middle of like fall, so it's like you know seventy degrees outside. So I'm like okay, and I was walking. So they were all bundled up. Well, no, yeah, well, L.A. people are freaks. They're just like <laughs> sixty degrees, and they're just like all right, time to wear my fucking winter coat but i was wearing shorts because again it's you know hot outside so i was walking around we get to the speakeasy and the bouncer just tells me like yeah you won't be able to get in if you're wearing shorts and i'm like motherfucker it's la and this is a fucking like fake speed what i can't get in because i'm wearing fucking shorts right now that's so that's that fucking sucks if this was like new york i would get it because it would be perverted perverted to wear shorts like to a bar in new york but yeah. like in la we're like we're like thirty minutes from the beach, man. <laughs> God damn it! That was like I was uh, my buddy who was with me. I think he was. He said like that is like the angriest I think I've ever seen. <laughs> um, other than that, there is a lot of mugging in this series. Oh yeah, like uh, we said the performances aren't bad, but people kind they do the kind of like epic thing where like they tell the joke and then they just like contort their faces and then hold the joke out for like 20 seconds there there is a lot of like playing to the camera which across the board usually sucks yeah um but they they also do the thing where like you know they'll tell a joke and then they'll like the joke sucks so they'll drag it out for like 15 more seconds and they're like uh that's you know that's crazy yeah yeah that's the joke you yeah, know yeah. crazy yeah <laughs> that's you know you get it uh. yeah um, oh, fuck. I forgot about my all absolute fucking favorite moment in the entire series. Um, uh, there's a part, so, the big, like, the, a lot of this series involves the main character just getting the shit kicked out of him and just fucking sucking for the entire thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he, like, they have JV tryouts and he's, like, trying to kill the law, but he accidentally fucking team kills the girl he's into. <laughs> And, like, everyone's like, holy shit, you suck. And then in the next episode, like, he goes to his locker and it says, noob, go home on it. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. They have, like, fucking racial tension at this school. They're just ex just fucking graffitiing people's things. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah. I really, I really want to know more about the logistics of this fucking school. Like... What, like what? Like what? What's the day to day life in this school aside yeah. from like the plot of this? Like, it's, yeah, it seems it's you know it's like Friday Night Lights. Like all they actually do is play sports. Like it doesn't seem like there's a school part. Yeah. Like do they do they like learn and like do they learn math by like playing like one of those like games that they'd give kids with behavioral problems to play? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no like actual classes. It's all just like that is the impression I got is that it's all just different types of video game classes. Like there's a fucking yeah. Pokemon class. There's a JRPG class. There's or, or the equivalent of like literature kids. They're the ones who just play visual novels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause the, you know, the premise of the world is like, you can be like a, a superstar athlete in uh, being an esports guy. Right. Yeah. But, but that that's also makes it weird because like, there's not esports for like, fucking final fantasy like, yeah it's just for a game it's like it's just for either games like you know dota or games like you know call of duty or, or like counter-strike basically yeah so i don't know maybe those are just like the um like the optional supplemental courses that you take at college yeah oh uh, that's the foreign language course if you do yeah. like league of legends <laughs> yeah. yeah no the foreign language course they're all going to be like untranslated jrpgs <laughs> For the foreign language course, they're going to make you play, like, Mother 3 or something. Yeah, you're playing Tokiveki Memorial all the way through. <laughs> oh, man. Other than that, uh, oh, I do love the how fucking awful the sexual... Te the you said the performances are all good. The one bad one is the blonde girl with... No, yeah, she's not good. She no. <laughs> Well, because she's just, like... She, like, has to alternate between, like, being kind of pissed at this kid and being into him. Which, you know, the model for that's fucking... 
Alana Haim and Licorice Pizza. I was about to say, yep. That's yep. the model because she's like, you know, she alternates between very clearly being into him, but also like being pissed at herself for being into him. So she's just like, you know, just like kind of angry all the time. And she has to do this. It's, you get to see the same thing, but without an actor, without a ra- the range to do that. The way she does it is just like giving him like stern motherly lectures and then just being like, Oh, you're looking nice today. <laughs> you're looking nice. Yeah, yeah, your hair is so nice. It's it, it's not. But you great. seriously need to like get your shit together and start playing the game better. But you're hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what what I don't know if she, some of these people on this Wikipedia page have like blue links on their names. Um, <laughs> no, she isn't. No, she isn't. She was Princess UA on Avatar: The Last Airbender. That's interesting. Ooh. Huh. No, it's all just like, you know... In the Shyamalan one? No, no, in, like in the original show, she was the voice. In the Shyamalan one, that would make um, sense. That would... <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Yeah. No, she's... Oh, she's on one of those shows that, like, how every every TV show now is called, like, FBI. Oh, if she was in... If she was Katara in the Shyamalan <laughs> episode, that would be so fucking... That would be, that would be so funny to whitewash her movie just to cast, like, the, like, least talented actress <laughs> in the world. No, she was on three seasons of a show called Quantico. Um... <laughs> starred Priyanka Chopra. <laughs> it's so funny that, like, all of TV now is either just, like, euphoria or shows to just, like, slowly kill retirees. Yeah. And they're all called, like, FBI San Bernardino. Yeah, it's all, it's just, like, DOD. Yeah, and it's just there, it's just there to give, like, 66-year-olds something to do while their mind slowly fades away. <laughs> it's all this, like, there's, there's, like, three shows on NBC just about different institutions in Chicago. It's, like, Chicago Cops. Yeah. Chicago Hospital. Well, we used to just, like, make our old people watch either, like, fucking C-SPAN or, like, like security footage or something. <laughs> but, like, I guess they, you know, I guess people are like, oh, you gotta treat the elderly a little bit better. It's like, okay, fine, we'll make... 7,500 reality shows called, like, um, like, Arrest New Orleans or something. <laughs> and then we'll just let them make that shit. And, Fugitive, Charleston. Yeah, and every single actor who was on the Battlestar Galactica remake will have a season where they're in. <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah. the... It's purgatory for people who are in hit TV shows, basically. Like, yeah. every TV show, even the really big ones like Game of Thrones, they get, like, one star, tops, who gets to have a runaway career. Yeah. Like, it, for... It was Pedro Pascal for uh, fucking... It was Pedro Pascal for fucking Game of Thrones. For the new Battlestar Galactica, kind of cheating, but it was like Edward James Olmos. Yeah, and the, the woman who played the president, I think. Mary something? Mary McDonald, I think? I think. Yeah, she was in Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. You, those two got the careers. The rest are just stuck in like those fucking wasteland shows for retirees. Yeah. And that's going to be the fate of Kit Harington and Nikolai Costawaldo and... <laughs> You know, all of those. Maybe the actress who plays Cersei will be fine, but like everyone else on those fucking shows, and everyone on fucking Breaking Bad too. Like, you think Anna Gunn's gonna be stuck being like the bitchy, the bitchy like prosecutor in a law show? <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny you mention that because just the past two days I started seeing like bus and subway ads for a show called The End Game, which stars Morena Baccarin from Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that, I, that was there was that experience where I was watching Man of Steel and two actors who were like secondary roles in Battlestar Galactica had like one scene performances in that movie yeah. and it's like I feel so bad for you guys. <laughs> it sucks so much to be an actor yeah. since you got like the role of a lifetime. You got to do a really good job and then it's just like now you're just like all right, I'm dancing for retirees now. Oh, uh, Peter Dinklage is the guy from Game of Thrones who's gonna have a career, by the way. Yeah, in, that's true. He's in a movie right now. Like, yeah, he's yeah, gonna yeah. Have, he's gonna have. There's that. a few from those. Peter Dinklage, there's uh, Lena Headey, and Pedro Pascal. I think are the only yeah, ones. Pedro Pascal is the biggest ones, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, um, but like fucking Kid Harrington is gonna be in the DTV no. realm forever. <laughs> yeah, he was already in fucking Eternals. Two two no name Game of Thrones guys were in that movie. Yeah, and fucking uh, Nikolai, he was in like the Brian De Palma movie that just got like shredded to shit, basically. Yeah, Domino was it? Domino, yeah. yeah. It's so funny. Um, other than that, again, I have to emphasize the action scenes in, uh, video game high school are not bad at all. Like, they're cut together very workmanlike, basically. They're not interesting because it's just, like, military shooter shit. But they're not, like, they're perfectly fine. It looks like the climax of Tenet, but, like, a little bit better. (laughs) Yeah. So there's, so guys on Twitter, you should watch this and be like, holy fucking shit. Yeah, if you're one of those people who's just, like, Tenet is, like, a radical work of a free man. Yeah. That you should just watch Video Game High School. If you said Dudes Rock in the past 18 months. (laughs) 
you should watch video game yeah. high school. Yeah, if you uh, if you if you watched uh, Ready Player One and your Letterbox review, it's like name one more ambitious crossover. <laughs> You'll love fucking video game high school. Yeah, yeah. No, but it it, it is it is I it is such a just perfectly workmanlike show, and I really. Like Ray William Johnson, I actually do wish the best for Freddie Wong. Like, yeah, those are genuinely. the two. Those are the two guys this season who, and really like the two guys from like all of the shit we've had to talk about. Maybe except maybe Linkara too, who I'm like, I want good things for you. <laughs> and I don't foresee that being the case for the couple of guys we have left. Yeah, I don't. I mean, well, one of them's one of them's doing fine for himself. Sadly, but but, but <laughs> <laughs> the the, uh, the we've got two other we've got three more episodes. And uh, two of them I don't see having um, much in their future other than YouTube stuff. No. But Freddie Wong, Freddie Wong, Rocket Jump has not put a video on their channel in the past three years because they're working on a movie. And I hope to God that it's just an absolute banger of a three-star DTV movie. Yeah. I will be the first in line to see Rocket Jump's... uh, Rocket Jump's equivalent of one of those movies that's in, like, the third to last row on Letterboxd. <laughs> uh, on, 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 um, on Redbox, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. I am, I'll be right there, and I, I you know, m- most of the season has just been, like, unbearably fucking just, like, inept without fucking Doug's, like, mania behind it. It's just, like, Doug without the charisma, and it's just been so fucking soul-sucking to get through these motherfuckers. But Freddie Wong... You, uh, you, you have the get cynical seal of being basically all right. Yeah. Yeah. If you'd like to come on an episode, we'd love to have you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention the main villain of this movie. He looks like, he looks like H-Bomber guy with Bo Burnham's voice. He he looks like the slightly like swaggier version of H-Bomber guy. Yeah, and we're not doing a fucking bread tube season, by the way. No, People I mean, what we do? That. I'm not gonna watch fucking like. Yeah. We have some pretty deranged seasons planned, but we're not doing. We, the only way we would do a bread tube episode is if it like contrapoints made a movie or something. Fucking then, imagine. Then we would. Then I we would do an episode on that. But I am yeah. I am not going to sit through one of um one of H Bomber guys like three hour long like diet john oliver segments and just do an episode on that like no. i would just i would have to fucking take trazodone and just fall <laughs> <laughs> just to take antipsychotics to do that fucking season yeah. so we're not doing that but i am very very happy um i'm happy that freddie wong you know he uh he had an idea and he realized it and one more thing i just remembered this you want to know the fucking tagline for um video game high school what is it it's it's so sick hang on it is. Rocket Jump Studios describes the series as a show about best friends, first loves, and landing that perfect headshot. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, that's the episode. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>